right, welcome here to the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network. This is going to be the Coach's Corner. It's an opportunity for us to talk to coaches of Vanguard University and about their experience as a coach here and within the whole community of Vanguard University. Today, we have the privilege of listening in to a conversation with Jeff Melton, who's joined by me right now, and uh, head track and field and cross-country coach Brian Wilkins, who has been at the helm for 32 years. Yeah. Uh, as a guy who's been here for longer than both of us have been, been alive. alive. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> so he's been here at Vanguard, and uh, I, I know that you know it's been it was a great conversation. And so, uh, Jeff, you know, I want to kind of give a recap on what that, that looks like as uh, the viewers and listeners jump into this one. Yeah, exactly. So, um, like Mike said, um, Vanguard Athletics is privileged to have Brian um, directing both our track and field and cross country programs. For this interview, we're gonna we're gonna kind of steer things the cross country side. Their season had just come to a close when we sat down with Brian. They had you know kind of just gotten back from the national tournament up in Washington and kind of the success and the way things are building. Um, the numbers are increasing. The times are lowering. All that excitement on the cross country side. So we're going to have a really cool conversation um, with Brian Wilkins. Uh, He is just an incredible man. He's led the, um, both of these, his programs to multiple NAI champions of character awards. Uh, He's a Vanguard athletics hall of famer. And uh, you know, every year they're just doing great things in the community and the way he's impacting his, his players, his runners, his throwers, you know, however we want to, detail their their positions and stuff yeah Yeah, those athletes is is really cool and um so i'm excited uh for you guys to hear this conversation so uh we're gonna jump right into my conversation with brian wilkins of vanguard cross country all right welcome in Brian Wilkins, head coach of Vanguard Cross Country. You just finished your 32nd season. Yes. So uh, Mike and I were actually joking earlier that you've been coaching Vanguard Cross Country longer than both of us have been alive. So that's quite an accomplishment when you kind of view it in that frame. But I'm, I'm sure it hasn't felt like more than, you know, a decade or 15 years, you know, with time flying fast and just always just seeing a new fr- fresh fit faces on on your team and things like that. So if you can kind of go back in the time machine to when you first started getting approached about the job and kind of how you made your way to, to being involved within Vanguard athletics. Yeah, that was a few <laughs> years back, but, uh, um, it was Ron Purdyman who was the athletic director at the time. And I, I didn't attend Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Evangel sister school back mm-hmm. in Springfield, Missouri, but I was, spending all my summers out here when I was in college and I had two older cousins who were attending Vanguard, Mm -hmm. AKA Southern California college. College. And uh, they were both playing on the baseball team. And it was those guys that kind of got me connected with the school. And, and so we were, we were living at a house here in Costa Mesa. It was all Vanguard athletes, basketball Mm -hmm. players, baseball players. So I got connected with the school through, through these guys and, and actually got to know Ron Purdyman mm-hmm. through through the guys I was living with. And uh, Ron happened to just call me out of the blue one day and, and said, hey, I, I know you were a runner at, at Evangel, and we're, we're looking to start a cross-country program here at SEC. And uh, I'd love, love for you to interview for the position. So mm-hmm. that was back in 1988. So I came in, interviewed. He offered me a one-year contract, and here I am. Still signing that one-year contract. <laughs> it's it's the same one. You just never resigned it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's really cool. So then, um, you know, looking over this time, what what has changed the most 
both, you know, within Vanguard cross country and just kind of, you know, college athletics as a whole back from, you know, it kind of seems like more back in the seventies at our level, you just came to a school and if you kind of wanted to run, you did it that way. And now it's a lot more intentional with the recruiting process and things like that. Yeah. Back then there wasn't much of a budget Mm -hmm. um, for recruiting and even operationally. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't have a full-fledged track program mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, so it was really just cross. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was pretty low-key. Uh, it's gotten a lot more sophisticated, mm-hmm. obviously, through the years. And there's been, obviously, a lot more money pumped into the program. We have a lot of a lot of assistant coaches now for track, that is. But I, but I do have an incredible... Um, coach that, that has been with me 12 years, Kelly Smith for cross now. And, uh, so yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot more moving parts than mm-hmm. what we had back in those early years. Mm-hmm. Um, but some, some things still feel the same mm-hmm. and, uh, just the culture of the, the, the running community, um, hasn't changed much. I mean, I, I love it. I'm passionate about distance running. I was a distance runner and you know, if, if you're born to run distance, um, you're <laughs> the, the type of kid you were back in 1988 is, is very similar to the same type of distance runner we're recruiting today. Okay. Um, you know, obviously we're, we're now in digital timing and in chips and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've run the, um, Vanguard invitational, you know, almost 30 years now. So as you go back to when you first did those first couple ones, what's changed in your role of being meat manager for oh, something wow. like that? Well, in those early years, I mean, we were running our meets down at the back bay, mm-hmm. and uh, I used to take a chalk machine, uh, a little well contraption that had you know chalk in it, and I would go down there and I would, it had wheels, so I just wheeled the entire course and, and marked out a 5k and an 8k course mm-hmm. with chalk, and uh, can't do that down there anymore. In yeah. fact, we can't even host meets there anymore just because of horses and and bicycles through that mm-hmm. area, but. Um, and then as far as, uh, the timing, um, obviously we, we had to do all of manual scoring. Mm -hmm. So we had to have somebody, uh, stand at the finish line and kind of hand out a, a little card with the place number to every athlete that crossed the line. And then Mm -hmm. we, then the teams would turn those back into us. They'd write their, the athlete's name on there for each card that had a place number and I had to manually tally all those up and, and make a score out of it. So it, it took a little while. So it was more on placing finish rather than the actual time of your yeah, finish. Yeah, we kept track of the times as okay. well with a stopwatch, but that was all manual too. Okay. And we just recorded and wrote them down on a sheet of paper. Okay. And got that, you know, handed out to the coaches. But it took a little while, mm-hmm. whereas now everything's so automated. You know, the, the timing systems can just print out all the results within within seconds. Yeah, it was really cool at, at the meet this year. We were doing split times and stuff like that, and the announcer was doing those things, which I thought was really cool uh, addition to our meet this year. So uh, another thing is, um, you know, looking at back at just the, the multitude of athletes and, you know, a bunch of All-Americans who've come through on the cross side, uh, what has changed most about, vanguard cross country the type of athlete we're being able to recruit and just kind of you know i'm sure there's a couple pinpoints along the way where you're like all right there's an uptick here there's an uptick here with this athlete brought in you know a different environment and kind of kicked everyone into gear a little bit higher you know kind of just touch on some of those across the years that you you first pop into your head yeah well 
um, the type of athlete we recruit, um, that hasn't changed a lot over the years. Um, One of the best athletes I've ever had in my program came the very first year, and that was Sherry Hall. Mm -hmm. And so that was back in 1988, and she still to this day owns our our 10K school record on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have had some some pretty dynamic athletes along the way. There there was a gal I decided to to try my hand at recruiting internationally, and mm-hmm. I recruited a gal out of Kenya back in 2005, and that was Grace Jepnetich. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came, ran for us for two years before transferring out to a Division One school, but she was um, runner-up at Cross Nationals mm-hmm. her, her sophomore year and um, um, broke several records for us uh, in cross and on the track. She was, she was a six-time All-American between cross and track for mm-hmm. the two years that mm-hmm. we had her, and definitely one of the most amazing athletes we've, we've ever had in the program. Um, I, I would say we had a really good stretch back in the, the early 2000 where we sent several teams to the national level. Then we had a little bit of a drought um, and now the women have, have sent two teams consecutively mm-hmm. to nationals just over the last two years. So we're, and we've won two conference titles, which it took us a long time to get to that first conference title. So two years ago was the fir- first mm-hmm. ever, and we have two in a row now. So hoping to keep that string B- going build on that momentum. So by the way, congrats again on, uh, winning, uh, GSAC coach of the year on the women's side, Thank guiding you. them to that second straight title so you know especially on the women's side it seems like there's just a new sense of of life a little bit more on that side of just you know their their times are just so much better than years past do you do you attribute that to anything specific or is that just the whole team is kind of pushing everyone further each day yeah i'd like to say i've i've gotten a lot better at coaching but i don't know that it's that um i think part of it is recruiting you know Mm -hmm. very gifted talented athletes we we had a couple years of, of really, really good recruits coming in on the women's side. And, uh, you know, my job is just to keep them healthy mm-hmm. and hopefully develop them uh, to the next level. But the the group that we have currently, they're super passionate about the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the type of kids that are not satisf- satisfied with mediocrity. They want to get better. So they're, they're doing the work over the summer to really lay the base, lay the foundation and, uh, and, um, you know, it, it, it's shown throughout the course of the season, the last two years, uh, because they're coming in at a high level of fitness and then it's, uh, just fine tuning that over the course of the season. And we have seen some remarkable performances at conference, you know, mm-hmm. over the last two years, especially we've, we ran a, a, um, a school record team time on the women's side last year. Um, and, and the cool thing is it's a really young team. Mm-hmm. Um, last year we, our top five was comprised of all freshmen and sophomore. And then this past year, sophomore and juniors making mm-hmm. up, you know, the bulk of that top five. So mm-hmm. we're feeling pretty good about the future, yeah, especially moving forward into next year. Um, you guys won, the women won three out of their seven meets this year, correct? Correct. So, and, and probably the biggest of the victories would have been the one at Cal State Fullerton with all of those division one teams. Yes. Um, it wasn't primarily division one there okay. were a couple in there but okay. uh but yeah we've we've never come close to winning that meet before and the mm-hmm. fact that we pulled that off this year was a huge accomplishment for us and then winning our own invitational um the meet was pretty good size this year mm-hmm. um i think we had about 19 teams and uh so that was a huge highlight 
and and then winning conference. So yeah, stringing three together in a row at the end there that was that was exciting for us. Yeah, and so the interesting thing about that Cal State Fullerton meet is this actually run in the afternoon, early evening, right? So as opposed to the early mornings of yes. pretty much everything else. So how does that? tactically organizationally how does that change because it's the only one of the whole season that's that's on a kind of that timing path yeah correct well we we tell our athletes just don't overthink it you know Mm -hmm. don't spend the whole day you know obsessing about the race in the late afternoon just go about your your day as Mm -hmm. you normally do don't worry about it get good rest the night before and and uh you know the the work is done going in to any given race for that matter. So we don't treat it much different Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's, it's go about your normal day and then we'll, we'll head over to the meet with plenty of time to get our warm up in and be prepared and race. Um, the, the only difference was probably the weather. It was super hot that day. Mm -hmm. It's about 90 degrees. So Mm -hmm. that was a little bit of a challenge for us, uh, because we've been practicing at five 30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's always perfect, cool, (laughs) calm conditions for us. And uh, that that was definitely a challenge. Um, it was very hot that day, but our teams obviously handled it really, really well. Do you think the the transition from afternoon practices to more of the early morning? Do you think that signified any of the success this year, or are those things not really related? Yeah, I don't really think that changed much. I was really surprised at how well our team handled mm-hmm. the early morning hour. I was a little concerned that you know we may not get enough rest over the course of this the season it might take a little bit of a toll on us at the end but it really didn't I was really impressed with just how highly responsible our athletes were to get their rest come prepared at 5 30 in the morning ready ready to go um, I I was actually blown away I, I expected that it would be challenging and mm-hmm. difficult in, in patches but for the most part, part they handled it really really well and and the performance obviously showed through that. So some of our listeners might not kind of understand what a week looks like in season for a cross country athlete. So kind of break it down a little bit for us of how many miles they're doing a day, how many they're doing a week when they're trying to peak, you know, those kind of things. Sure. Yeah. I mean, on average, we're running at least 50 miles a week and, and that kind of varies from athlete to athlete, just Mm -hmm. depending on their their ability and their, you know, years of experience and their um, injury history. So we kind of tailor it to the athlete. But on the whole, most of our kids are probably in the 50 to 70 miles Mm -hmm. per week range. Uh, Monday, Wednesdays are our hard days. So we're typically doing some kind of race pace interval workout Mm -hmm. on Monday. It might be something like five times 1K for the women, eight times 1K for the men. Wednesday is more of a threshold workout. So that's kind of tempo uh, workout or surges uh, and that's it's kind of a pace that's between race pace and easy conditioning mm-hmm. pace and then Tuesday Thursday Friday are, are easy days or recovery days mm-hmm. we call them Friday being kind of a pre-race day that that's typically like a 45 minute run and some strides on the grass when we get done Tuesday mm-hmm. Thursday is like an eight mile run at conversational pace for the women that might be like eight minute pace the guys might be seven minute pace mm-hmm. Um, but then they're racing. The guys are racing at pretty close to five-minute pace. Mm-hmm. The women are racing at six-minute pace or, or under. And um, and then Saturday is a long run, anywhere between 10 to 15 miles if we don't have a meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we have a meet, we do that long run on Sunday. Um, and then there's some double days we throw in as well. So there could be Just two or three days a week that they're running at, doing a 30-minute run on their own mm-hmm. uh, in the afternoon. 
Yeah, so I uh, I can't even remember the last time I ran 50 miles in a year, let alone in a week. So uh, that's really fun. Um, so we just got back. Well, you guys got back from the national championships. Weather was definitely a factor. It's Vancouver, Washington at this time of year is much different than Costa Mesa, California this time of year. So, you know, um, taking up the, the full women's team um, by winning the conference qualified. Then we took up um, – Caleb and Josh on the men's side, they qualified with their individual times going up there. So kind of just break down what it's like when you get there and there's five times more runners on the course than any of our teams have run in a meet with and you're practicing alongside all those folks instead of by yourself and kind of the, just how different it is once you get there. Yeah, it is. It's it's a different atmosphere and uh, can be a little overwhelming. Um uh, obviously the weather is a little bit of a factor. It wasn't near as cold in Vancouver as it was last year when we were in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I think mm-hmm. it was about 18 degrees back there. So Vancouver, it was around, I think, high 30s or low 40s. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, you know, a, an adjustment for us, though. But um, probably more so than that is the fact we're racing on an all-grass course. Mm-hmm. And we're just, we're not real familiar with that. Um, not, we run on a lot not as of much grass we, around here. No, we run on a lot of pavement and dirt trails out here. Um, so that's probably the biggest adjustment for our athletes. We're, we're wearing spikes, which we haven't worn all year long. Um, we're, we're in racing flats, but this meet we're, we're busting out the three eighth inch spikes and, uh, um, and running on a course that's all grass, rolling hills, um, little chillier weather, and then 300 plus runners on the course. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, you know, we <laughs> prepare the best we can for that, but, but they're obviously, we're not able to simulate weather mm-hmm. per se. We're not able to simulate the grass a whole lot. Although we go over to T Winkle park and do a, a few workouts on the grass over there. And we mm-hmm. throw our spikes on at least once mm-hmm. and kind of get a feel for, for that. Um, but it's, it's something you can't fully prepare somebody for. Mm-hmm. And, and you just got to, um, just set them up, um, with the proper training, mm-hmm. uh, so that they can just go out there and, and give it their best effort. And hopefully we, we see good results on the end of that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So exciting time on that. And before we get out of here, we kind of just want to know what, what attracted you to the sport of running? How, how did you first get involved? Why did you choose, you know, the running and the distance over, you know, maybe something was a little more popular back in the day, like baseball, you know, things like that. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I grew up in the, the great state of Nebraska, so I was a football that's, that's player. That's football culture <laughs> out there, was, yeah. When I was a kid, we used to play football out in the yard. We had the biggest yard in the neighborhood, so mm-hmm. it was it was, it was was uh, uh, the stadium. But uh, mom said, hey, you're a little too small for this sport. As I got older, I wanted to play in, in middle school. And uh, so I, I picked up basketball, played, played some basketball in middle school, mm-hmm. loved that, and, uh, but I wasn't that good. I didn't have the height that I needed to be an effective basketball player. And uh, so one, one particular day, somebody told me, hey, you should try track. So, so I, uh, there was a, a junior high meet uh, where they offered an 800-meter run, and, and a lot of events shorter than that, obviously, but I... I kind of thought, well, I'll probably be better at the the longer stuff than the shorter. I wasn't super fast as a sprinter. So I tried the 800 and actually did pretty well. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of where things um, were initiated back in seventh grade, running that 800 on the track and realizing, wow, I'm 
I'm not too bad at this. So it, it perpetuated from there and uh, uh, built up to the mile in my, my freshman year and then to the two mile my sophomore year and started running cross country sophomore year in high school. And uh, yeah, just took off from there. How did you, how'd you find your way to Evangel then to compete at the collegiate level? Yeah, that's a good question. I actually was weighing both uh, Vanguard and Evangel at the time because yeah. my cousins being out, out here, here yeah. were trying to convince me to, to come to Vanguard. But uh, my parents were pushing for Evangel because it was a little closer to home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously a sister school yeah. of, of Vanguard affiliated with the Assemblies of God. My dad was an Assemblies of God pastor. Mm-hmm. And so mom and dad were pushing for Evangel. I had an older brother who was already attending there, mm-hmm. and it just made sense um, to, to go to evangel. And, and actually I felt like that's where God was calling me to go as well. So I committed to them and, uh, ran cross country there. They didn't have a track program, but got to run cross. And, but the cool thing was I got to spend all my summers out here mm-hmm. in California while, while I was in college. So you kind of got the best of both worlds in the, the end. Best of both you know, worlds. you, you found your way to Vanguard eventually. So <laughs> we'd like to thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's been a privilege talking to you and just learning a lot of history. You know, uh, some of these things about, uh, cross country program I, I hadn't even known before. So it's really exciting. So thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Welcome back here into the studio where you just heard a great conversation between Jeff Melton and longtime head coach Brian Wilkins of our cross country and track and field programs. Love the conversation. Love the heart behind him. Jeff, what are your biggest takeaways after talking with Brian and just kind of hearing his story? One of the most interesting things was I uh, I learned that his, his dad was actually an Assemblies of God pastor. I did not know that. Yeah. And then I actually uh, hadn't ever heard the story of how he actually got connected out here and became the coach. Um he actually had a couple cousins that were playing baseball here and every summer would come out here from Evangel. So he actually picked between Evangel and Vanguard mm. um, back when he was making his college decision. And in a roundabout way, he ended up choosing both. So it's really yeah, exciting. Right, yeah. You know, it's really cool. And just uh, the way he shepherded the program and, you know, especially the la- the uptick in the last two years on the women's side. And then the men are always competitive too. you know, always sending people to the national tournament and, or national championships and all that stuff. So it's just, it's really cool, really exciting. And, um, Brian is one of the coolest dudes in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we mentioned, he's a he's a Vanguard Hall of Famer. Uh, he he's won multiple character awards with his teams and uh, his leadership. So you know, it was, it was really just a special time just to have Brian in here in the studio. And we we hope you guys at home uh, enjoyed enjoyed it and and learned something new about Brian. Yeah, definitely. I think Brian, yeah, a Hall of Fame <laughs> person as well as a Hall of Fame you know coach here at Vanguard as well. Exactly. Just an incredible guy. So. Really glad you guys were able to, to kind of take a listen into that and hear his heart and uh, one of the many reasons we love having him around. So thank you guys so much again for joining us on the Coach's Corner on this Vanguard Athletics podcast. Uh, feel free to like, subscribe, let people know. Uh, let people know if they're looking for just some kind of uplifting coaches uh, testimonials. I mean, that, that's kind of what we're looking to do. We're just looking to share some stories here. So feel free to like, share uh, through whatever podcast medium you listen to, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, YouTube, Facebook SoundCloud, video, yeah, SoundCloud, all, all, all the fun things, right? And so feel free to take a listen, subscribe, like it, and let us know. But thanks you again for joining, and we will see you next time on the Coach's Corner on the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network.